You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Wonderful, powerful, all praise to God, Jesus on high. We're going to do this in the 90 and we'll do it again right now. Read Psalm 150. Take your Bibles, turn the end of the, of the book of Psalms. Psalm 150, it's also six verses. We read the first just a little bit ago. Psalm 150, it's only 149 chapters away from where you are now. Psalm 150, praise ye the Lord, praise God and his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with the psaltery and harp, praise him with the timbrel and dance, praise him with stringed instruments, instruments and organs, praise him upon the loud cymbals, praise him upon the high sounding cymbals, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. Are you praising God today? We all have breath, do this. <gasps> that is your breath, you just showed that you're alive and that you have breath, praise the Lord for that already. And now let's take that breath and praise God with it all throughout the day, every day, every time we wake up and go to bed. Let's praise the Lord. So now back to Psalm 1. Emotions. One question for you. Are, am I generally a consistently happy person? Are you generally a consistently happy person? It's, it's not a weighted question. It's just honestly asking yourself, are you happy? Do you, not the things that you do make you happy, but you as a person, are you generally consistently happy? Do you remember the first time you've heard uh, the government orders and mandates? Maybe it was back in March uh, when we had the mandatory, mandatory shelter in place. Do you remember how that made you feel? It was a little uncertainty, maybe, you, uh, maybe a little perturbed, like what's going on right now? This isn't even that big of a deal. Maybe for some, it was what's going to happen but the emotions that overwhelmed your life during that specific uh, moment. Maybe you caught it by a friend or online, and then it seemed like every other day things kept changing. Maybe there's uncertainty, questions, doubt, emotions on your work. What's going to happen? Uh, maybe emotions for the church. What, what are we going to see the church go through? Uh, all sorts of things filled our minds and hearts and lives. Uh, this is something that happened. Maybe for me, it felt more emotional of a time, uh, but the Orville Dam evacuations, uh, the time we had the mandatory evacs, uh, we, we left, maybe some of you weren't here, uh, but that took place, was that four years ago, 2015, 16? It was a time that we remember emotionally, uh, but it was a time that, I don't know, do you remember what you were doing? I remember it was a Sunday uh, afternoon, just before church choir practice was getting started, uh, couple people started going back to their car. I could see from the window just a couple shadows and I looked back and I saw Miss Deshaun Cook uh, do a, a light spruce of a walk, almost a, a, mid -jog, a, a mid jog back to her car. And it was at that moment when I realized something must be going on. I saw five, six kids and then Miss Deshaun jogging back. Something's not normal right now. And then I began to walk out and no one was inside the auditorium, just pastor and uh, a couple more. And we talked and they said that we had been evacuated and we went to San Jose. I remember the, the drive back down, a little bit of that gloomy sky uh, going through and seeing so much 
uh, traffic everywhere around. It was a, it was a sur- surreal feeling. Uh, the emotions were kind of a little bit heightened in my own personal life. I had the kids behind. Uh, my mother-in-law also happened to be uh, here that week and we left her at the house as we evacuated. No, we didn't. She rode with us. We loaded the back of the car and we came all the way down. Uh, we called that our little evac vacay. It was a nice getaway uh, from a little bit of things, not knowing what was gonna happen. But the emotions that overwhelmed us that, at that point, and maybe uh, you've been watching some news and, and you saw all the news channels almost at the same time point to the new president-elect, the emotions that just built up, what you felt, how that was, uh, maybe uh, this just isn't real, this isn't, nothing's even been counted yet, we don't know, the Electoral College hasn't made that decision. All these different things, maybe an argument, an emotion, maybe, maybe anger, uh, maybe, maybe sadness, maybe happiness, uh, depending on where you are. Let's go back to a, a happier emotion. And this is a time uh, where you can remember maybe your first child being born. Do you remember those precious little ones, the drive to the hospital, the, the unsurety if you should stop off at McDonald's, McDonald's drive through and get some food? Uh, I remember all those things that came upon uh, and uh, that first feeling of emotion. But we all have them. Emotions are with us each and every day. Now, I know before we get underway, it's, it's a different message, I understand. Uh, maybe some ladies are mildly intrigued. Some men are looking at me and saying, what man is talking about emotions right now? Just bear with us. We're looking at emotions to the soul, uh, or, or the deepest you, you as a person, on how we live our life. So intrinsic value of you, uh, not just on a Sunday morning, but throughout your life, with your family, by yourself, just how you are doing. Uh, and then and, uh, we believe, um, you, know, you look at, we have February every, every year, uh, it comes around, but Pastor does Stewardship Month. We look at our finances, a very fruitful, prosperous things to do. Uh, we look at some people, they're, they're heavy in gym and workout and exercise. They are stewarding their own health, which should be done. I, I, I'd like to live, I want to live, and we should steward our health. Uh, but I also believe that we should steward our emotions on what comes to us. We should take in uh, value and take in consideration with that. Is there a ring going on or is that just me right now? I have a ring only in my right ear. Brother Dan, can you fix that? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, but there are some just emotions and how we, how, we, how, we how we process that and having proper stewardship of our emotions, of our eternal soul. So yeah, the, the title, sure, emotions, but honestly, it's cultivating a healthy soul. Truly how you are as a, as a person. Uh, Psalms, uh, as we are gonna look just in the, in the first, uh, first chapter here, it's an accurate perception, an insight of every person's human emotions. From the very highest mountaintops that you've seen King David on, uh, as he expressed God to these great times, but then to the very lowest points of life to where, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? To be abandoned, so they thought, by God. And these are all written in the book of Psalms here so we can see uh, just how Psalms are just an honest feeling of our, exp- our honest feelings expressed towards God. And sometimes it's nice to, to read through what other people felt and g- how they gave it to God. It helps us in so many ways. Uh, Luther called Psalms the little Bible. Jerome said it was the Bible inside the Bible. And there is much to grasp and must, much to learn 
from the book of Psalms, and we're just going to only look at one psalm. Uh, your homework would be read the other 148 chapters. We already read two. Can't give you all of them today, but that will be up to you. Uh, but Psalms, it's such an insightful book, and it truly does help us uh, just in everyday life cultivating that healthy soul. We'll pray, and we'll get right with the service. Thank you all for being attentive, listening. I pray that it would be just a blessing to your souls. Lord, we thank you so much for this morning. I do pray that you just would speak through me, and I pray the, the very uh, matter at need, Lord, is for you to be lifted up and for us to be uh, decreased, Lord, for you to be, uh, to, for you to increase and for us to decrease. I pray that that would be, I know that's my heart's desire. Everyone that walked in, Lord, they don't want to honestly hear a story from me. They want to hear something from the Word of God, a truth, Lord, that can help them out today. And I pray that you would deliver that, Lord, through me. I pray that you would speak to hearts, uh, Lord, the ears. I pray that you would just uh, help our minds to be attentive. Uh, the words that I would say, may they be purposeful. Uh, may you help uh, project them in the right manner uh, that would just truly help out each and every person this, this morning. I thank, pray that you just would bless uh, the day, Lord, be with our church members, the families, those that are gathered here today uh, in person on online, and that you just would speak to them at, uh, at this very moment, please. And Christ, we pray. Amen. A quick show of hands, we had a smaller crowd in the 9 a.m., but probably over three quarters of that crowd raised their hand. Might have also been a little bit of an, an older crowd as well, but chiropractors, who goes regularly, has gone once, has ever been to a chiropractor? Anybody ever? Good greasy gravy. That's everyone in here. We're all just going in. Why don't we just schedule an appointment this Tuesday? Let's go all at once. That's, that was a, a large percentage. Uh, I never had any run-ins with the chiropractor. I never really desire, I guess, to go to one. I, I kind of had an interest in it just to see what they would do. And always, you know, the, the patented, oh, I'm so worried about my neck just getting... <laughs> and just getting uh, cranked around and people act like it, it helps. I've talked to different members in here that's gone uh, multiple times. Uh, but my wife the other week told me that she scheduled an appointment for me. And so I'm thinking, I didn't think I needed an appointment, but what'd you schedule me? She said she scheduled a chiropractor appointment. She saw a deal going on. And so she just, she knew I kind of talked about it in the past. It might've been just how much, I guess, I, I grumble and complain about my neck and my back all the time, I guess. But I don't feel like I'm in much pain, but she scheduled me that appointment. And it was pretty fascinating. I went into the chiropractor, the first uh, lesson or the first uh, session is just x-rays. They just want to know what they can't crack in your body because they don't want to get sued. And so they, they go through and they, they brought me to everything. And it was very insightful. I, he helped me answer some of the questions that I didn't really think of. Um, and the, the neat thing about it was he mentioned uh, in the chiropractic session uh, just about how God has designed our bodies. And so then I started I told him before I worked here at Bible Baptist and uh, just being able to talk a little bit with the Lord, but seeing, it's always, I always enjoy more so the doctor's point of view when they are believers, when they have the knowledge of God, it just helps me have more of that sure foundation. And so I've, I only, I went last week to get, uh, get x-rayed and I went Friday to get my, my first adjustment. And so if you notice, am I standing up taller? Can you tell? My clavicle still stick out four inches like bat wings, but that's okay. That's next week's appointment. He's going to look into those ones. But while I was there and while he was looking at my vertebrae, kind of a little bit contorted, he said, than, than what he's normally seen, but he said it's all over the place. Uh, but praise the Lord, I wasn't in any pain. And 
But that little plug being prayer for Brother Mike Dupuy and the surges that he has gone through, it's definitely no joke at all, just what he is going through and the pain and other members in here, Brother Randy Cole, uh, going through just back surgeries and injuries and recoveries. But as he was talking to me about the vertebrae, about the backbone and the job, the important function of it, I wish I just knew more. I, I tried to call him up uh, the other day when I found out that, well, not found out, but when I was actually gonna use this part of my message, I said, I need to call my, my chiropractor. He's my doctor now. I need to ask him some questions about what he said to me. Uh, but it was just, it was fascinating. I wish I knew a little bit more, but you, you kind of know, he was talking about the degenerative disc disease. And what happens is our body, because of just life, we work hard. Uh, the other lady came in and she said, sitting is the new smoking. Uh, she began to say, I would much rather sit than smoke, but even just sitting kind of makes us to where uh, we get bad posture or we have stress on our back. So I don't want anyone to be unhealthy at this moment. So let's just stand a little bit. Let's make sure we have uh, good healthiness. Good, only two people wanna be healthy today. That was, if you wanna be healthy, it's up to you, you can stand. If you wanna be degenerative, just stay seated. Whatever you would like to do, it's, the choice is yours. Uh, but today, no, you can do whatever you want there. But that's what they said. They said your, your back, your vertebrae, your, your system there has all the different things. They all move independently and they all move together. They help send the, the nerves, the pains through your body, whatever area is in pain. Uh, they can send it through your brain and your brain knows how to respond based on the signals going to it. But if your vertebrae is a little bit just wowed out or if it's out of alignment, what happens is it slows down the nerve signaling to your brain and essentially it, it messes up your, your pain levels as far as what is pain and what is increased pain and why it's not overall getting the help that your body needs to send to your lower back because your vertebrae is kind of crushed, it's getting degenerative. And a lot of you, it sounds like you guys have been lifelong chiropractor people, so this is all not new to you. I, I'm just discovering this last two weeks. I, my mind is blown. Why have I not been going since I was 15? I don't know. but. As he's saying all this about the, uh, as the chiropractor's talking, it just made me realize in just the scene here on our emotions, what happens in our body is it's not right, but what our body does is try to realign itself. It tries to fix itself because God created our body so wonderfully amazing. And so what our bodies will do, even when something is out of, out of torque, it will just grow into it. And that's when you have that, the bone, uh, the bone, Yes, you guys, are, you guys are whispering. Yeah, listen to the whispers. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's the bone. I want to listen to the whispers. Bone spurs, thank you. That's what happens. The bone, the bone spurs and the vertebrae happens, and then you begin to have that lifelong chronic pain that you just can't get rid of. And then I started thinking about emotions, and what happens to our emotions, many of them unchecked. We need to fact check our emotions. We need to see if they're aligning with Scripture, because a lot of times they aren't. David and you know Elijah, they, they talked about, I was the only one. That wasn't true, but the emotions made them feel like that. How many times have we thought, I'm the only one, or I'm all alone? You could be married, have a family, have a support group. You have the church, you have a pastor, you have people here, but yet we sometimes go through a bad day where we feel, I'm the only one. And that's because our emotions, what they're doing, they're out of a line to the scriptures and our body is trying to contort itself, being misaligned from the scripture, how our emotions are supposed to be handled. But what happens is we begin to live a life 
by our emotions that are causing us to be out of alignment and what's that's gonna do long-term, it's gonna make us to where we're a wacky person, not how God designed us to be. We're gonna be emotional wrecks going about almost as if a person in 2020 could go through uh, all what we have gone through as far as the pandemic, it was national, it was everyone's dying in Italy, and now do we even know what's happening in Italy anymore? And then it was all throughout this, then there was a flying locust swarm that was killing wasps, and, or killer wasps going out attacking, coin shortages, no more cash is being taken. And now we have coming up on December, and there's so much more each and every day. And what happens to us is we begin to look at that and if our emotions are not tied into scripture, if we're not rooted in to God, we become all, all sorts of out of a line. And so today looking at how to cultivate a healthy, uh, healthy life. And sometimes we know how the world copes with their emotions. And may I say, it's not always just the world. It's also within the church houses as well. It's within God's people. We look at all sorts of different numbing mechanisms. Uh, I, my, my biggest numbing mechanism is sleep. Uh, bad news happens or something tragic or trial. I'm just, I'm just ready to sleep. And I don't sleep all day. I just, I, I find comfort in sleep. You know, find comfort in sleep. Sleep is comforting. It's, it's nice. I enjoy it. But other people, I also, this is another one, you know, people like uh, to go to entertainment, uh, to go to TV, binge watch shows. People do that now. It's a craze. They, a new show comes out that they want to watch. They'll sit down an entire weekend, 48 hours, and just go straight and watch an entire six season uh, or eight season show all in one sitting, binge watching. They do binge drinking. We have all of these things. Why? Because our emotions are all out of control and we can't help it. We want to numb it. So what we turn to is not what God wanted us to turn to, not how God designed us to be, but we're turning into this emotion emotional roller coaster, highs and downs everywhere we go. And that's not how God intended it to. And we see here what the believers did. They came to God with their emotions. They wrote them down. And now we have the book of Psalms to be able to live in and to be able to help us express our emotions with God. And just a small little social experiment, depending on where you are, nine o'clock wasn't too thrilled about it. Although some people came to me afterwards and told me what they have already have done. Uh, but Thanksgiving is right around the corner and we're looking forward to that. Everyone got some turkeys or got your sides all planned out, ready to go. Some, it's the same things every year, so we already know what we're doing. But then we have that turn of the corner of the season and Christmas is upon us. And you got people on both sides. Christmas tree before or after Thanksgiving. Where does the Christmas tree belong? Does it belong at the Thanksgiving table? Why we eat our turkey to look at the Christmas tree? And now as I say that, people, you would actually, if we had debates about this, which they're all over social media right now, people are listening uh, to Christmas music. They have, they have the Hallmark Channel going 24 seven on Christmas shows. Why? And that's just a small little thing, but it fuels us. Our emotions are instantly flared. We all wanna speak our point of view on when Christmas takes place. It takes place December 25th after Thanksgiving. It's already known in the calendar, but yet it comes up every year is when we should start listening to it. I will say though, I've been enjoying more and more, like you just get so ready for Thanksgiving. So I, or you're always ready for Thanksgiving. You get so ready for Christmas that you want it now. In fact, uh, scholars now believe the reason why Saul threw the javelin at David, we have a clip from the Babylon Bee, 
it was because David started playing Christmas music for Saul <laughs> before Thanksgiving. And so that's why Saul threw the javelin there uh, at King David there. But, uh, but we, we, our emotions are instantly, and that was just, this is the innocent thing, but yet we're ready to go on about what we believe and almost talk about it until we have every side covered. Why? Because that's how our emotions work. They're ready to flare up on an instant. And we're looking today just about our emotions, the deepest you, you as a person, your soul, how we can cultivate it God's way. So let's look at Psalm 1. Psalms, and look at the first Psalm there, Psalm chapter 1. And we just want to start out here, here at how our soul can be, uh, to be blessed. Psalm 1, blessed is the man. And that's really where we just want to stop right there. We want a blessed life. We want happiness. We want a great marriage. We want great kids. We want a great job. That's, we want blessings of God in our life. That is what we honestly desire. That's what everyone in life, they're seeking after. They're seeking after a better day, a better life, a better person. But we're gonna see here what happens and how our soul can get that way, but not being mixed on world's views versus God's views. So a joyful soul, and let's keep on reading. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now we're having God talk about our souls. He says uh, we're having a, we are to have a cautionary soul, to watch out, to, to tap. He's giving us advice to what to be uh, careful of, what the warnings of, what we need to avoid for our soul in order not to have us in an emotional wreck here, uh, that we have, uh, that we are not next to the ungodly, that we stand not in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful. So we need to watch our life. We need to make sure we take uh, just account of what's going on, what we're allowing into our lives, who we're talking to, and what is taking place in our life. Titus 1.15 says, unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving, this is the unbelievers, nothing is pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. You ever just truly see somebody, get around somebody, a coworker, a, a social media post, where you know they're not a believer and just what they have spewed out is just, it's just utterly defiling towards God. And that is what God is telling us to watch out for. He's giving us our, he wants our souls to be joyful. He's telling us uh, to take caution on some things. Uh, Psalm two, verse one, the next chapter. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Psalm 38, 12. They also that seek after my life lay snares for me, and they that seek my hurt speak mischievous things and imagine deceits all the day long. Have we not seen that take place in the last couple of weeks? Imagine deceits all the day long. And what do we constantly do? Either we ignore it, we can't stand it, or our emotions get out of control, we get angry. And I think in the right manner, Christ was angry. Uh, it was in the right context, and there's ways to be angry uh, and still sin not. So we know we have anger, and that's not a bad emotion. In the right view, it is good and wholesome and holy. But we see here that just the deceit, the world, the, the lies, the devil, constantly trying to hurt. Uh, David said, 
And in that psalm, uh, that they lay snare for me. They are constantly waiting to trap us, waiting to trap him. And his life was always running back and forth. People trying to kill him, his own son, the enemy, the king, uh, every, every, the, the, the actual enemy, not just the Israelites, uh, Philistines, they would ca- capture him. And everywhere he went, there was just snares light, light around the road. There's bear traps covered in leaves. And he would have to watch out everywhere he went because it was about to snap off his ankle. Ouch! And now that's what we need to watch out for. Psalm 1, 2. Not only are we supposed to have a cautionary soul, but a constant soul. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Notice it doesn't say his delight is in pursuing happiness. His delight is not in what we can get to make us happy. His delight is truly in the law of the Lord, that it's to be saturated, just like that sponge. We know we use that illustration, you soak a sponge, you have to wring it out in order to get more. But before you wring it out, that sponge is completely saturated with the contents that it's soaked up. And that's how our life is to be with the Lord. We are to be completely saturated with God to where our delight is the law of the Lord, is the Bible. To an ancient Israelite, the law of the Lord, that would literally be the gospel because they had known from Genesis' account that their sin separated them from God. And since their sin separated them from God, they had the rest of the the other four books after Exodus, there would be three, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, that just gave all these laws of how they can come to God. And it was ginormous. It was hard to bear. It was hard to keep. Yet they tried that because they loved, they delighted, in the law of the Lord. They did all the blood sacrifices because it was that, that was the only way that they could be close to God. That was the only way that they could experience God's love and complete atoning forgiveness when they would offer the blood, the blood sacrifices of the animals there and only pointed out to the greater blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And that's what they delighted in. They delighted in the precepts, in the law. They delighted in the blood of Jesus in the Old Testament right here. The, the, his delights are in the law of the Lord. And then look at this. In his law, doth he meditate. And this one really helped me out. This, I, I'll, I'll pause a little bit for this one as we can truly grasp meditation here. Uh, but depending on where you come from or what you've seen, there's a lot of modern day meditation out there. It's, it's very mystical. And this is not, we believe, uh, biblical meditation. Uh, and sadly, in my own life, I've read books, self-help books, how to get more things done. And you achieve uh, perfect uh, perfect harmony in your mind by having no distractions, having an empty mind and only focused on the, the task at hand. And honestly, that, that sounds great. I only want to be focused on one thing, but the world's meditation tells us to empty ourselves, tells us to go next to rocks and trees and hills and ocean sides and beautiful landscapes, which, which are great. I'd much rather people do that than soak their emotions through alcohol or through drugs or through just lascivious lifestyles but we're not choosing between one or the other. We're choosing between man's ways versus God's ways of meditation. And God's way of meditation is not emptying ourselves out. It's filling ourselves up with him. And that's how we properly meditate. Meditate means to murmur. It means to ponder. It is literally taken from the word uh, to growl, like picturing a lion growling over the prey that he has just caught and getting ready to devour himself in. Put it into our day and age, we have a sweet little baby and we give that child nothing but the, the ground us, the ground, the beats 
and all the fruits that we, and vegetables that we have never even eaten in our entire life. And we're mashing them all up and giving it to the baby and we're catching off the little lip. And then their one year birthday party comes around and we give them a smash cake. We allow them to have sugar for the first time in their entire one year old life. And that word, what that baby is looking at that cake, they are ready to pounce on that cake. And here's a couple, I have some, oh, I was supposed to be doing that. Here's a couple of our kiddos, Jane, June, and Joel. That was all their first time eating sugar. There's Juners, and here is little Joel. They were meditating on their cake. They had that cake in front of them, and they were ready to pounce on it. And that's how God is telling us how we should be with this, with his word. One more quick video to truly help us grasp how to meditate on God's word. There you go, just like that little boy wanted all the ingredients of the cookie. We are supposed to want every single page of this word to meditate, to hunger over God. Uh, the Bible says, Psalm 63, 6, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. I will meditate, Psalm 119, 15, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. First Timothy 4, 15, meditate upon these things Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. We are supposed to be giving ourselves wholly unto God in meditation, filling up our minds with God, with Him, with scriptures, with songs. Reading the Psalms, which is the, the ancient Israelite songbook, uh, that was, it's a book of worship, and we are to immerse our hearts to what is true of God and what is true of my emotions and what is true of the journey moving forward into life. Sometimes it's easy to go through different things and realize that that's not true, but when we read Psalms, we realign. It's that lovely cracking of the back to get it purpose back where it's supposed to be. When our emotions are off onto left field, that's my right hand side, we get ourselves back onto the alignment of God by God's word, realigning where we have gone off. And we have to constantly get ourselves realigned. Worship is God's way of infusing your emotions into God's emotions, of wrapping your heart into his heart. And that is when we come to church, when we hear the songs of praise and worship to God, that is what is happening. Our hearts are communing with the Lord. Our soul is speaking with God inside. This is being taken place. And that is why outwardly it shows with jubilance and with smiles and with laughter and singing and praise to God. And that should be what's taking place when we have purposeful worship to God. Tim Keller 
Paul said this, we are not simply to read Psalms, we are to be immersed in them so that they profoundly shape how we relate to God. The Psalms are the divinely ordained way to learn devotion to our God. So we're supposed to have a content, saturated soul. Next, we're supposed to have an anchored soul, a fixed soul. God is telling us if we do what he has instructed us in Psalm 1, he is telling us that we will be like a tree that is planted by the river. We are going to be a tree that is unmovable, that is no matter what comes, it's still going to be standing. And we have, you just keep, if I mentioned trees or whatnot, go right ahead and throw that up there. It's not anything glamorous. It's just a tree, but it it's becomes a little bit more glamorous when I don't have to point to a tree. And now we look at it. It's like, am I missing something? Oh no, it's just a tree by water. But still, that is what we are supposed to do, what we are supposed to be. We are supposed to be like that tree uh, that grows deep down inside to get all of its nutrients. It's not on the outside how the tree sustains itself. It's by the root system underground how the tree uh, continues to go on. And that's the same thing like us. We can't go on by outside stimulus, by outside circumstances, just mentioned stimulus that did produce some happiness a couple months ago and we've been kind of on edge like what's going on is there another one coming I don't know but anyways what happens when we produce when we seek after all the outside stimuli what we seek after is wrong it's whatever makes us happy so we try to marry into happiness and praise the Lord I sure did she is always a happy wonderful woman but that is that can't be our motive of Mary we can't uh, we can't work into happiness we can't get paid for happiness we can't go with whatever the circumstances of life try to produce to us because we're always going to be seeking after that but the tree here that God is likening us to if we do his his truths we will be grounded deeper and deeper and so our emotions aren't just tracking whatever is around us they are going deeper into god's word into god's love into god's law and his truth and then we truly have our emotions in line with the true christian person of the lord and when you go around looking for all surface things it's coming up empty it comes up just temporarily satisfied and we see that time and time again through the world one thing I know it was many years ago, but Robin Williams, uh, I watched several of his movies as a child, uh, loved how many different voices he, can, he could say, he could do. But what happened? We see different things that when we seek after just what brings us happiness, the devil's going to deceive us only to say, you need this, you need that. And then when it's no longer happening, it's despair, it's numbness, it's suicide. These are the only ways out of it. But that's the devil's way. That's not God's way. That's not how he has designed us. We are designed to be a happiness supply going at life, not an, empty, not an emptiness going after happiness. We are to find happiness in the Lord and give it to others. Give it to the lost world. Give it to those who are truly depleted because we in itself are a happiness supply because we are getting that supply from the river that God flows through us through his word. And so that is how we be the, be, bring blessings to others. But notice here about that tree, it brings forth fruit in his season. So we see that there's times when that tree is not bringing forth fruit. There's times where fall comes, there's times where winter comes, and that tree is completely buried in snow. It's com completely buried in darkness, and there's no way out. And that's what the devil wants to get us to think about, that there's no way out of what we are going through. He wants us to numb our emotions. He wants us to think of the, the worst possible ways to get out of our current emotions, to just ignore them, to, to push them aside, turn to all types of wrongful ways. But that's not what we see that God 
that God does, uh, what God creates is truly the happiness that provides the foundation for all of our surface happiness because we do get happiness from the surface levels, but it's being system and rooted by God's eternal happiness for us. Colossians 2, 6 says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. We have an anchor that keeps the soul uh, steadfast and sure while the billows roll. And we are supposed to be anchored into the word of God, anchored into God. So we're not an emotional roller coaster in life. And then we see the fact that the, the fruit, the tree is also a fruitful soul. Uh, Psalm 92, 12 and 13 <laughs> tells us how we can be fruitful, how we can flourish. And that's exactly what we want. We want to flourish. We don't want to be tossed to and fro. And we're about to look into that as we close. But we see here Psalm 1, 4 through 6. Now after the, the flourishing soul, we see a safe soul. The way of the ungodly will perish. The Bible likens the ungodly to a chaff, much like to a tumbleweed. And we have a couple of tumbleweed pictures there. That is the tumbleweed. The root system is one to two inches deep. And when the winds come in the high desert, like the as pictured uh, above, it just snaps off that little root and they just come piling as fast as the wind can take them into cars, into the road, into the desert, and even into a whole bunch of houses. And here is one house. I'm glad that we don't have to shovel tumbleweed out of our main opening. I guess they say that is a very long process with the pitchfork just grabbing them out of there. So they build houses or they build fences around the track homes so they don't have tumbleweeds coming upon them. But that is exactly how our emotions can play out, can't they? They get snapped, they get broken by the winds of this world, and they just start rolling over and over and over again, and we just get tossed to and fro. But that's not how God wants us to be emotionally grounded. I don't know where you are through this year. If any year has taught us to be grounded further into God, it has been this year with only the admonition to be even stronger for next year because the winds of this world are being hurled at faster speeds than ever before. And we need to make sure that we are grounded to the true surface or the, the true grounding of the Lord Jesus Christ to make sure that we have that safe soul. And in closing, Psalms four through six, the way of the ungodly, it will perish. During the judgment, they are gonna pass on from there. They're going to have eternal damnation and perishing. Now I don't, as much as the chaos is going on right now, the lies and deceit, the hurtfulness from the left and right, I don't wish anyone to have eternal damnation, but yet we still do see that God's ways, God is the one in control. He is the one that is gonna make sure that the Bible says in verse number six, the Lord knoweth, God knows. And so child of God today, no matter what you may be going through, your emotions may be so out of control because you're so mad that how can just lies and deceit, how can that just be winning right now? But it's not winning, God is the one winning. And we need to make sure that our emotions are in check biblically, that they are in line. Because no matter what happens with this 2020 election, if the worst comes to it or the best comes to it, there's, it's not gonna be a, a safe end way. No matter what happens, it's gonna be a whole bunch of uh, maligning and just maligning and just evil is gonna be being spewed on from, from this point forward. So no matter what takes place, we can't be caught up with the winds of life. We need to make sure that we are grounded into God and into his word. The righteous, and how are they made righteous? Through the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the only way God, the Bible says he knows the righteous, but the ungodly, they're gonna perish. 
and not to give us boasting or gloating. That's why we need the admonition to win everyone to Christ because I don't want no one to suffer a true devil's uh, hell, a devil's place in hell there. But the righteous through Jesus Christ, Jesus who knew no sin became sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God. That song that we just sang, or that they sang earlier, earlier ago, thank you, Jesus. I was once your enemy, now I'm seated at your table. Wow, that is because of Jesus Christ, who has made me righteous, and he has made you righteous, and he can make you righteous if you put your faith and trust in Jesus into the root system of the Bible, into the root system of Jesus Christ, and not into the passing winds around us. So how are you doing as, the po- as a person? Have you been an emotional wreck? Man and woman, child and teen, everyone here uh, combined? How are we doing through this year? What's, what's gonna take place if something ginormous happens in December? Are we gonna be able to see through it like that tree that buries its leaves through the, the, the winter time only to see that, uh, that beautiful, plenteous fruit come forth in the spring and in the summer? Or are we gonna be like that chaff, like that tumbleweed that's just going every different direction? Are we cultivating a healthy soul today? Or are we tossed to and fro? And the only way we can start with that healthy soul is by having our foundation in Jesus Christ. If you're new here or if you've been coming for 20 plus years, Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Is he who is controlling your emotions? Is he who is the one that is building you up from the inside out? And he's the only way that we can be made righteous. It's only through Jesus Christ. So today, are your emotions aligned with Christ? Are they aligned with scriptures? Or are we just some type of contorted x-ray? If we saw it, it would just make the chiropractor uh, just horrendous sight because we are all mixed in with our own personal emotions. And how we get out of that, the Bible says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is Jesus talking. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. The only way that we can have our emotions calmed down is by going to the one who can calm us down, and that's Jesus Christ. All ye that labor, all ye that just are going every different direction, whatever's happening on the news, it's just, it's there. Whatever's happening in our social media feed, we can't get away from it. Just pause, unseat whatever is helping us become frantic and put in Jesus Christ in the right seat in our life. Put Jesus first, learn of him this week. I don't know if you're a self-help person, if you're an article, a podcast listener, but they say the average self-help book is between 70,000 words to 85,000 words. And normally people have that by their bedside and to try to help them grow in leadership, grow as a person, and that's great, phenomenal, grow. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are about 82,000 words to complete all of that. Wouldn't that be a little bit better this week in the emotional outroar? Wouldn't that be better to ground our emotions in, to learn of Christ this week? And maybe you're already doing that phenomenal. But I challenge you, maybe instead of just having TV numb us or maybe social media scrolling uh, countless of minutes to hours, uh, day and night, or in between, whatever you have those times. Maybe you just pause. And I'm not saying turn those off completely forever, never more this, this point forward. I'm just saying, let's learn of Jesus today. Let's get ourselves grounded and rooted a little bit deeper so when the winds come tomorrow, 
It doesn't even move us. It doesn't sway us. Our emotions are in line because Scripture is keeping them in line. And I pray that that would be our desire this week. And let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for just your word, how it speaks to the soul, how it completes the entire person in you. And Lord, we have several visitors here this morning. We have several people that have came uh, multiple times before. I don't know their, their background. I don't know where they're coming from. And even, even the most faithful member who comes each and every week, Lord, I don't know where their emotions are today. I don't know where their soul is, if it's unrest or if it's worried or if it's angered or sad or if it's happy. But I pray, Lord, no matter what we may be going through, uh, that we truly would be like that tree that's planted by the river. And I pray uh, that we all, because of you, because of your son, would have that declared righteousness on our life. And if there is anybody here uh, that has not known or has not put their faith in you, we pray that today, this morning, would be the day where they accept you for their eternal salvation, where they can go not from a perishing state, but from a flourishing state, uh, not just on earth, Lord, but eternal in heaven. I pray that that would be done, and your word, your will, and the Holy Spirit would move mightily. At this time, what we're going to do is we're going to have a, a couple of verses being played on the piano. I'm going to ask you and invite you to please stand, and the altars will be open but more importantly than that, of course, come and pray if you need your emotions or if your life has maybe been tossed to and fro. Uh, this would be a great time to ask God to realign yourself with scriptures. But more importantly, do you know, have you been made righteous? Have you been declared righteous through God? If you have any bit of doubt whatsoever, what we're gonna do is ask you just to come forward and pray. Uh, there's a, a pastor right down here, Brother Jordan. He would love to show you from the Bible, if you have any bit of doubt right now, how you can go to heaven. It's a little bit bold, I know, but I just ask you to walk forward and put your faith in Jesus by coming to us and allowing us to show you through the Bible how you can know for sure heaven will be your home. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.